success. Welcome to the F5 podcast. If you're watching, go on YouTube, find the F5 podcast, like, subscribe, make sure that you engage with that platform because you're going to get consistent updates and you're going to be able to see our lives. We have amazing, amazing podcasts. We're going to be doing podcasts with four, five, seven, up to seven people at a time. Actually, even maybe even more. And uh, we're going to be doing that consistently as time progresses. You want to subscribe. You want to subscribe to these podcasts. We're going to be talking about everything from business, relationships, hot topics, whatever the case may be. 
we're going to be talking about the, the, the things that you want to hear about. Now, today I want to talk about the podcasting journey and why I've decided to do this podcasting journey. And hopefully you can take a lot from this and potentially start your own podcast, whether it be for just fun with friends or if you want more opportunities to come your way, I'm going to show you, I'm going to explain what I've gone through, the challenges I've gone through, the ups and downs, and uh, what our goals are. With that being said, I'm going to play the intro here. So I decided to start a podcast last year, last March, and that was after hearing Gary Vaynerchuk talk about how you have to start a podcast. And one of the reasons was it helps you, it helps open a lot of doors. It helps you get to people that you not, you wouldn't normally get to. And, and it's, it's, it's rained absolutely true with me. I've gotten to people just because of podcasts, because here's the, here's the absolute truth. Most people won't hear a 30-second sales pitch for you from you. They won't take that from you, but they will accept an hour interview from you, which is crazy. And the main reason people do that is they feel flattered. Now, here's what I found that was really strange. Influencers that have a lot of subscribers that don't really have businesses are harder to get interviews with than people that have influence in the actual business world or whatever industry. It's really interesting. So what, what was my initial journey was I, I was reaching out to influencers and wasn't able to you know reach them as easily as I, I, I'd like. And then I started reaching out to like really successful business owners. So initially I, there was, I had a two-pronged approach. I was reaching out to people that I really wanted to interview personally. Then I had my my employee Ansar, who's a beast, by the way. She scheduled 120, I think either 123 to 126 interviews within a 45-day period. I said, hey, I just want to take massive action. Can you schedule interviews? So I hired Ansar. She lives in Morocco, by the way. Um, but she's great. I've been working with her for about two years now. And uh, she's great. But I had I had two pronged approach. I had her scheduling podcast for me, and then I had people that I really wanted to interview, and I would go on on and I would reach out to them. So when I reached out to people, the initial difficulty was well. Here, let's let's step. Let's take a step back. The initial difficulty was getting over in my head the challenge of actually starting the podcast. So I didn't know how to post on iTunes. I didn't know how to 
uh, just record or whatever the kid. I mean, I know it's easy, like thinking about it now, it's like, it's not that difficult, but I mean, I, I just, I think initially I overthought it and I was like, Hey, what software do I need to use? And I completely ignored zoom. And I was like, I could just use zoom. And so like literally the first 126 podcasts that I did were just on zoom in a WeWork location. I was just in WeWork. I had one mic and, uh, and I was at the time I was prospecting a lot and I had, uh, a guy by the name of uh, Sebastian Ingus. He's, he might be watching here. And I kept, I was trying to sell him stuff. I was like, I kept coming to his office. First appointment I had with him. At the first, first of all, I think I followed up with him maybe like 10 times. First appointment I came to the office, he completely forgot about it. <laughs> so he, I was like, hey, no problem. Uh, let's reschedule. Second appointment, same thing. No problem. Rescheduled third appointment. And then I think after getting to know each other after a while, I knew Sebastian was super valuable for my life and I knew he was going to, he was going to help a lot. Anyways, I would come and I would, you know, pitch him on, you know, certain things. And then he said, why don't you just come and work at the office? So I ended my, uh, we work lease. And actually during the pandemic, uh, I came in March during the pandemic, I think, no, actually, probably early April. And uh, I had this a huge office to myself because everybody wasn't coming to work. And so we have like a 7,700-foot 7, foot office here, which is crazy. So I went from, you know, a smaller WeWork office to a 7,700-foot office. So, mind you, I was, I, I had like 126 of my podcasts already done in the WeWork location. A year later, I'm like, Hey, I need to provide value to, uh, this, this man whose office I'm using. So I'm like, okay, I need to think of a few things. So peer space, um, I, I was thinking of peer space, renting out the office because nobody was using it as much. And then I was thinking, Hey, why don't I just set up a podcast? And I was, and, and I was very excited about it. It, it's way more difficult than it looks way more difficult, but it's absolutely worth it. It's worth it on the front end when you're opening, getting new opportunities, just building relationships with people you really want to talk to. And it's worth it on the back end when people start listening. So I have, I only, I don't only have like 10,000 downloads altogether, but that alone has garnered business. That's garnered uh, open doors. And I haven't, I, I don't even feel like I've really started yet. And so I know that in order to succeed in the podcasting realm, because a lot of people are starting podcasts, I mean, everybody and their mother is starting a podcast. I'm like, we have to do something really unique. We can't do what everybody else is doing. What everybody else is doing is, you know, posting on, uh, doing an interview. They're, you know, they may be doing monologues by themselves uh, and talking about just general topics. And you can't, Here's what I've learned. Different is better than best. Different is better than best. Or different is better than better. You can be a little bit better and you can compete on that level than people that have established podcasts and the niche that you want to target. Or you can just be so different that people watch it just because it's different. And so I decided uh, right off the bat, right off the bat, I decided I'm going to start a podcast with like I want to have like seven people on. So we had to get this equipment. Thankfully, 
uh, I have some of my equipment. Thankfully, Sebastian also chipped in as well a lot. He's actually chipped in most of the, uh, most of what it costs to do this entire podcast. So the first step in you developing anything or getting opportunities is develop relationships with the right people. Also provide a ton of value for those people. Don't whenever you want to get in touch with someone that you really want something from or some someone that has success that you want, make sure to come with the idea that you want to provide value. Do not try to ask for something right off the bat. Don't ask for something. Actually give first. Because the more successful you become, the more busy you become, and the more people want your attention. And if people want your attention a lot, what tends to happen is you you have to cipher between you have to decipher who you want to spend time with. And so you actually have to say no a lot more. And so people that are old, that that are more successful, people that you want to be around. And by the way, I, success. I'm friends with everyone. Doesn't matter if you're successful, poor, rich, whatever the case may be. But with this particular endeavor, you have to. If you want something from someone, if you want to network, the best way to network is really just to provide value upfront, consistently, without really asking for anything in return. So, anyways, I told Sebastian, uh, "Hey, I want you to help with." you know, getting some of the equipment. I want to make this a very unique uh, podcast. I want to do a live podcast and I want to do it with like five, six, seven people and I want to do it consistently. And so we get the equipment and I do a bunch of research to find the right equipment. And turns out that connecting everything, making sure the audio and visual is connected, making sure you can do audio and visual and live is very difficult. It's not as easy as it looks. It's actually extremely complex. And it doesn't seem like it initially because you're like, okay, I just connect, uh, you know, microphones, just connect these certain devices together and everything's going to work. It doesn't work. In fact, right when you want to do something, right when you want to connect something or whatever the case may be, some error comes up and you have to look up what that error is. And then you have to figure out how, what the solution is. And then you go through this ra rabbit hole of misinformation about how to solve that problem because other people are solving the problem. So it's really funny when you're trying to, to, to figure out how to set up a podcast. <laughs> there's so much information out there, but there's actually great YouTube channels that actually go over. But so essentially, I, I mean, it's not easy to set up a seven, you know, uh, seven mic podcast. I mean, we have, I have a mic right here. There's seven different mics, three different cameras, and we can actually, it's like almost like a studio with like the cheapest possible equipment you can get to do something like this. We still need lights. I even, I mean, looking at the, the picture right now, I'm still like, man, we still need better lighting. Still have to figure that out. Anyways, you have to figure out the right software, the right drivers, the, the right connections, uh, the, you know, and, and there's, and it's easier if you're doing like four, I think, I think if you're doing four mics, it's a lot easier than doing seven because there's so many like pieces that you have to put in place in order to do seven. If you're doing four, you can use something called a podcaster pro. It's a really awesome device. And that's what the device we initially got. It's a really good device. And you can use that to connect four um, four microphones, okay? And then you have the, the Shure SM7, SMB7, Shure SMB7. 
This is the the Joe Rogan podcast mic. Then we have a Black Magic camera, and then we have a Canon seventy D over there, and then we have a Mevo, and then we also have a, a Sony. So we have like four different cameras that we're using. And um, you also have to have, like, multiple things crazy. You have to have a switcher. It's called the ATEM. You have to have all these things. And nothing works like it's supposed to. Nothing. <laughs> like, it, nothing's intuitive. Nothing. Like, connecting things, seeing errors, like, again, finding wrong information, figuring that out, adjusting and I think even you can see that even like my daily podcasts are becoming better and better. I didn't have my logo up. I didn't have Patreon up. I didn't have a lot of things up all before. Anyways, so let me just go over what doors it's opened. Okay. So I was able to interview Dave Meltzer, who... Uh, who is the former CEO of the inspiration behind the Jerry Maguire movie, the uh, the company that um, Lee Steinberg and Associates. I interviewed Patrick Bet-David. Patrick Bet-David is, uh, he owns, he runs Valuetainment on YouTube. There's like 4 million subscribers or 3 million subscribers. I don't know, but it's, it's a high subscriber account. And um, I, I was able to get in touch with him. I, I was able to get in touch with, the World Series of Poker CEO. I was able to get in touch with uh, people that had thousands of employees. I was able to get in touch with competitors of Amazon, like with with regards to lockers that went uh, companies that went public. I was able to do uh, podcasts with neurosurgeons, uh, people in the medical space that you know had a lot of knowledge. I've done podcasts with uh, Sam Bakhtiar. If you've I mean, I know I see this, I see a lot, I see this a lot, but Camp Transformation is shared a lot on social media. He's the owner of Camp Transformation. I did a podcast with him. He has like 125 locations. Sadly, he actually passed away because of COVID. My interview with him was awesome. And actually, that made me really sad that he passed away. And I'm sure his his, his wife is just uh, suffering and his kids, you know, I'm sure they're grieving. I wasn't able to, I've only, I only did one hour podcast, but I pursued him for like seven months. And then he said yes and gave me the opportunity. And I was like, wow, this, this guy is very generous. And you start to notice people that uh, have been through a lot that want to help people as opposed to people that like look on, on the outside. There's a, they have exogenous factors that signify success, but they're not, they're not really in a, in a good headspace. They're not nice people in general. Anyways, so I interviewed. So the 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 amount of connections I got were awesome. So it improved my network like tremendously. So that's one thing that Sebastian was like very impressed by. Uh, Sebastian runs Phoenix Consulting, by the way. It's a outsourced sales company that works with you know the likes of Target, AT and T, T Mobile, like really. Uh, big fortune 500 companies. So the guy owns great podcasts, but he or, uh, owns a great company. But what he said was that he's very impressed with the network that I had. And, um, and that I'm so young for the network I have. And so if you guys don't know what I do, I do, um, I, I help medical companies, healthcare companies raise money, and then I help them commercialize. 
So, you know, through this process, I've had executives from Microsoft, W.L. Gore, PricewaterhouseCoopers, uh, Oracle, Yamaha Motors Ventures, um, Goldman Sachs come to my conference. I've had executives from those, uh, and and I've I've done it all through LinkedIn, social media, and podcasting. <laughs> so, a tremendous opportunity to do podcasts. It's a tremendous opportunity on the front end just to open the door with certain people. You can get to almost anyone with a podcast. And then if you start looking professional, really professional, then you can really start opening a lot of doors. It starts becoming a little different. And then I heard Joe Rogan sells his podcasting rights for the, th- I think the next three years for $100 million. And I realized, wow, there's really a shift being made from traditional media to this alternative media. And now this is, it's, it's actually going to be more mainstream. I don't know if you guys know this, but like Joe Rogan was never mentioned on Fox or CNN or CNBC. He was never mentioned. Now he expresses an opinion and it's all over the news. Just an opinion, just a conversation. He's like, he, he doesn't have any intention of, of doing anything or spreading any news. All he does is share his opinion and then it gets shared everywhere. He doesn't care, right? I'm I'm neutral about Joe Rogan. I actually like Joe Rogan, to be honest. Um, and so we're in the we're in a big shift right now with regards to media. We're in a huge shift, and it's it's like a like Gary Vaynerchuk says, it's a land grab. Right now, you can get all this attention and you can get everything you you want and desire by posting content consistently. I realized this when I started posting on LinkedIn and I started sharing stories about myself and my business. And I would get reached out to people would give me credit cards over this of like through text messages without even talking to me because they've seen my content. People would be like, join my team. They would be recruited by me just because they've seen my content and they're like, Hey, I want to be on your team, whatever the case may be. So it is absolutely 100% worth it. And so I'll provide you some, some, some tips that I think will help you out if you want to start a podcast. First of all, you have to be sold and committed 100% to do a podcast. There is no such thing as like, I want to do it half-ass. You can do it half-ass and get nowhere and just spend a lot of some time and nothing really happens. Or you can really put a lot of effort into it and make sure it happens. So you have to get over the mental barrier of, is this worth it? Because it is worth it because you will open a lot of doors. That's the first mental barrier that you have to get over. And the second mental barrier that you have to get over is if you're going to go live on multiple platforms, you can't care that people are, are watching you or, or, or thinking certain things, right? Um, by the way, if you're watching right now, I think I can see it. I can see your chats. I might be able to. Um, so you have to get over that hump of like, uh, I don't want to be judged or whatever the case. And then you have to also get over the hump of, will this be worth it? First of all, it is worth it, and you shouldn't care at all what people think, at all. You should just do it, all right? The second thing is you don't have to be super polished. Just start, get started. You can use Zoom. You can use um, the podcasting host uh, Podbean or Lipson. Podbean or Lipson, you can use those two podcasting hosts. You can record everything on Zoom. If you want just to just upload and get started, 
That's the biggest hurdle that I think most people have to overcome. Just get started. If you look at Joe Rogan's podcast when he first started, they're horrible. They didn't look good. There was nothing special about them. They like bad lighting. You know, he had maybe like four people on his first podcast. And this guy's famous at that point. He was like doing, um, uh, what was that, uh, factor show? What is it called? It's, um, man, my, my, why am I, was my mind going blank right now? But it's, um, fear factor. So he's doing fear factor and he's, this guy is like famous and he's getting like four viewers. And so that plays into, is this worth it? It's worth it long-term. You have to have a long-term strategy. And all he did, the only thing that Joe Rogan did, I remember looking at his first podcast. I remember looking and, and, go, and just ignoring it. Like, eh, I don't want to watch this. And all he did was he was consistent. He didn't give up, and he just kept going. He just kept going, kept going, kept going, and actually enjoyed it. So get over the hurdle in your head, all the mental barriers in your head. And make sure that you understand this is going to be a long-term journey and start to enjoy the journey. You have to enjoy the journey. Get over mental barriers. Enjoy the journey. Those are the two hurdles that you have to overcome. Because you're not going to enjoy the journey. It's not worth it. One thing I think that Joe Rogan understood from the very get-go is he didn't pick a particular niche, particular field. Because he just wanted to talk about what he wanted to talk about. So I've come to the conclusion that your niche is you. And your interest, your niche is you and your interest. Now, it is a good idea to, to niche down. It's always a good idea to niche down. I've niched down with like my, my, my business in general, and it's actually helped me tremendously. I've like got, done way more in revenue because of that. Um, and also posting on LinkedIn has skyrocketed my revenue as well in the last two years. So, uh, you got to make the decision and you have to have, and you have to do things that you're interested and passionate about. You have to do things that are interested and interested in, and passionate about, and you have to stand out. You have to be different. That's why I'm like, Hey, we need to do a live podcast and we need to have seven different people because not, not everyone's doing that. Not many people are doing that. There's maybe like one or two podcasts that are doing that right now. So, and I, and right now, my business, I help people raise uh, medical healthcare companies raise capital. One of the things I've learned through the venture space and venture capital is you have to stand out. You have to create a moat around you so that you don't have many competitors. It's easy for people to make decisions to be sold on your on your content. It's easy for 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 those people to to make a decision to listen. And so you have to create a moat. So you have to be very very different, unique. And you have to provide things that just really aren't that aren't provided on, in the marketplace currently. So, with that being said, with all those things being said, the it really comes down to why do you want to do a podcast? Why do you want to do a podcast? Do you want to open doors? You could be anyone and do a podcast. You could be an employee. You can be a business person. You could be. Uh, you know, somebody that just wants more opportunities. You can do this as a side gig. There's many, many reasons why you're doing it. And the what's going to make you mostly, what's going to make you successful is really doing it for the the intrinsic desire, the intrinsic value of doing a podcast. Like you're intrinsically happy 
because you're doing a, a podcast as opposed to you just doing it because you want to gain business or you have some motive, right? Do it because you want to help people and do it because you think it's going to, it's going to get you somewhere. Um, and it's going to help you enjoy, you know, your work or whatever the case may be. The other thing that I'm realizing now is in order for you to stand out as well, you could do this once a week. You could do this once a month. You could do this once every few months. But the main thing is be consistent and understand that doing it a certain, certain amount of times plays into how successful you'll become. And delaying plays into how successful you become. So if you decide, hey, I want to do this every two months, I want to do a podcast every two months, be prepared to do this for five years before you see any fruit from your labor, right? If you decide you want to do it every month, be prepared for it to be, you know, two years, probably a year or two years before you see the fruit of your labor. If you do it every week, prepare for there to be, you know, six months of no results, right? I've decided, hey, I want to see, I want to get to a level that I would be very proud of in maybe six months. And so I've decided I'm going to do a podcast every day, Monday through Friday. Am I spending time outside of my core business to do this? Absolutely. Will it be worth it? A hundred percent it will be worth it. The investment in money, the investment in time, it will absolutely be worth it because I'll have content. Even if I stop within the next month, all the content that I do in the next month, I'll have content uh, from that for the next three years. I can use that content anytime for the next three years. Even if I, even if I stop prematurely before I become successful, I'll still have all that content. I've had content on LinkedIn. It's crazy. People reach out to me from content I posted like three years ago. They just didn't log into their account and they saw this piece of content that all their, uh, all of their network commented on that was popular. And it's like from, you know, a while back and they reach out and they say, Hey Frank, I just wanted to ask you a question, quick question about business, blah, blah, blah. And then boom. So it is worth it. Regardless, it's worth it. Now, it's very difficult. Like the, what I'm trying to do is very difficult. It's not easy. Um, I want to stand out. I want to be different from a lot of people. So you have to be cognizant of that. How much are you going to work for this? Because it is worth it, but there's going to be a lot of like times where you're going to doubt whether this is going to work for you. That's why I think you have to pick something that you're very passionate about that you really like. In that case, I think you're going to, you're going to go much farther. Um, so, in conclusion, is podcasting worth it? Absolutely. It's 100% worth it. Should you do it? Yes. Overcome mental barriers. Do everything I talked about. Make sure that you're consistent. Uh, make sure that you don't worry too much about the equipment that you're using. Just get started. Get started. Get started. Get started. Perfection is the enemy of progress. Perfection is the enemy of progress. Get started. If you have any questions, if you're watching this, if you have any questions, Direct message me. I will help you with anything that you need. All right? I will. With that being said, please subscribe. Go to the F5 podcast on YouTube. Find the, the black logo. And subscribe and then comment and like. That would, it would very much help my podcast out, our podcast out. And we'd love to, uh, to uh, engage with you guys. Hope you have a wonderful day, okay?